Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. So glad you've decided to tune in or stay tuned in if you're already listening. Appreciate all of our listeners uh, here uh, up and down the Front Range, Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. And then all of you listening uh, on a one-week delay in Kentucky and North Carolina, and also in Tennessee on Truth FM. Welcome to you, and of course, uh, all of our listeners in the cold and chilly still Northeast Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, listening on Hope FM. Appreciate all of you as well. All are welcome to call. Join me here on the program, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call if you want to join me. Uh, one number for all, 303-690-3000. Or if you prefer to text, you can text me at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897. If you do text, do me a favor. Uh, if you can keep a kind of a short sentence, uh, I'm, uh, I'm somewhat limited in my capabilities to talk on the radio and read texts. I'm of the old school, uh, not the uh, new millennial generation that can do like 16 things well at once. I'm lucky to do one thing at one time adequately. So if you do text me, give me a short uh, one sentence text if you can, your prayer request or your question. That way I can try to digest it while on the air and answer your question as well. But better yet, why not just just uh, call me, talk to me here live on the program, Calvary Live, 303 A lot of folks tell me, well, you know, I wanted to call in on the program, but I was a little bit nervous, uh, so I didn't. Uh, I pray that's not the case for you today. Uh, we'll make you feel as comfortable as possible. Love to hear your questions. Always, uh, I always enjoy uh, the the interaction uh, between uh, myself and and uh, or whoever's hosting and the the folks that call in with their questions. So three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I'm Jason Vandiver, the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can find more information about our church at Calvary Chapel. Parker.com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com. But let's go to Jeff, uh, also from Parker. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> great day. Good last Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. We're saved, and that's a beautiful thing. We're and, blessed. Uh, I really enjoy your guys' program and your all the pastors that are that contribute to this station. It's awesome for our city. We and are whatever else it's being fed out to actually. We're we're but, very yeah. very blessed. You realize that, and uh, maybe a lot of people don't. That what we have have here is very unique. So, yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, I was just calling because I was thinking the other day. I'm like, okay, we all came from Adam and Eve, mm -hmm. and so why? So we got this difference between the Gentiles and the Jews. Why? How does these people groups come apart? Is that from like when Cain left and? 
and then I don't even know. And Esau, when maybe, you know, I don't know, the Moabites or I'm not exactly sure. I just don't understand because I know we all came from one feed, right? So right. how so, that came apart. Yeah, well, I think for the definitive answer to that, um, you would need to do an extensive study uh, in the 10th chapter of the book of Genesis, which is known as the Table of Nations. And, and, it, and it gives a very detailed answer uh, to your <laughs> questions uh, from the sons of Noah. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Also, if you would like, you can go to uh, our website. I'm pulling it up right now because it wasn't that long ago that we actually uh, did our uh, second series there uh, in Genesis, and I did a detailed uh, teaching uh, on that passage. We're obviously uh, much further along now at this point, uh, but there is uh, still video that you can go back to. I want to get the message title for you uh, from that passage there. But uh, uh, we covered that uh, that section in the Table of Nations there in uh, Genesis chapter 10, and, and it's a message uh, titled, The Descendants of Noah's Sons. It's dated uh, August 6, 2017. So if you go to calvarychapelparker.com and just click on messages at the top of the uh, of your browser there and then browse to Genesis series 2 and just go to that passage Genesis chapter 10 you can you can either listen to audio or you can watch the video of that message. So uh, in right the meantime, in the meantime, let me actually answer your question uh, here on the air. So you have a bottleneck, uh, obviously, from a human development standpoint uh, in terms of anthropology at Noah, because everybody except for Noah and his family dies in the flood, right? So uh, okay, correct, right? Yeah, so that's where we have we have kind of the branching out in chapter ten after the flood, and we have the descendants of of Noah's family. So everybody goes back uh, in terms of uh, uh, genealogy, in terms of uh, DNA. Everybody would obviously descend from a common set of ancestors, Adam and Eve, uh, but we would also extend back to Noah. Right and and as I said that that bottleneck at the time of the flood and we would either be descendants of Shem, uh, Ham uh, or uh, Japheth so we would be Semitic uh, you've probably heard of the 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 Semitic peoples we would right. either yep we would either be Semitic uh, or we would be Hamites or we would be uh, Japhethites and so uh, and so the different people groups all descend uh, from from the sun basically of Noah at that time. Now, the the distinction between Jew and Gentile, basically if you're, it's not just Semites, but it would be then the descendants uh, of Israel or Jacob, as he was called before God changed his name. Uh, and so those would be uh, uh, the, uh, the Israelites and everybody else is basically Gentile. Uh, uh, that's how they they referred okay. to to all the other people groups in the world that were basically non-Jewish, and so uh, if you if you look at it that that's kind of a major distinction in the Bible, either Jew or Gentile, at least in terms of of people groups. But it all goes back to the sons of of Noah, and so he describes you know the the sons of Japheth in Genesis chapter two. These are uh, the Indo-European peoples. Uh, they extended into India and 
into Western uh, Europe. Uh, then you kind of scroll down a little bit uh, in, in that chapter, and then you have the sons of Ham. Uh, these people, uh, if you look at, at, at the people groups described there, populated Africa in the, and, and the Far East. Uh, then, uh, obviously, as I mentioned, you kind of narrow down, and the Bible does that. It's kind of always funneling down to the line of the Messiah, and then you come to the descendants of Shem, and these are uh, uh, people, uh, uh, obviously not just the Israelites, but uh, uh, Elam is mentioned there, that's Persia and Iran, the Assyrians. Uh, Arphaxad is mentioned, he's of course the ancestor of Abraham, Lud, the Lydians, Aram, which is the Arameans or the Assyrians. Um, so, so it's kind of uh, very detailed when you get into yeah, that passage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah so. Okay, well, that's good information. I'll check out your uh, site and look at that. But uh, yep. thanks for your answer there, and uh, you it, continue to have a great show today. Hey, listen, Jeff, I really appreciate the question, and uh, it's fascinating. And uh, if you want more than uh, just what we've talked about, if you want to then actually get into the dispersion of these people, then you can listen to also our, our messages there uh, on the Tower of Babel. And uh, we get into a lot of genetics in those passages. Uh, how could we get all of the variations around the world in eye shape and in skin color and hair type and hair color? How can we get that within just a few generations uh, of the Tower of Babel? And so we answer those questions uh, as well. So uh, nice. genotype, phenotype, and so forth. It's very interesting. Very, I, I love the subject. I find it fascinating. So Yeah, right. That's pretty in-depth, though, and it's like, oh, wow, how do you do all that? So, okay, well, I'll look in Genesis 10, I'll read that, and then I'll check on your stuff, and then I'll check the Tower of Babel as well. So, Check it out. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great subject, and I appreciate you calling in. God bless you, Jeff. Okay, bless you as well, Jason. We'll Take care, brother. See ya. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Danny in Aurora. Danny, welcome to the program. We don't have Danny. Let's go to Ricardo in Denver. Ricardo, welcome. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Uh, I just wanted to see if you can do a big, big prayer, a prayer for one of my friends. I need a, a million, million prayers for her. And, wow, it's tough. I just need a prayer. I just want to see if you can put her on your prayer list and for everybody we need a lot for her and her family and what's Please. your what's your friend's uh, name Carmen Carmen and and what's what, what's going on uh, we had a, a little accident and she's she's from the hospital and I just want to see if we can put her on her yep we'll do it list well, let's let's do this, Ricardo. Let's pray for Carmen, and uh, let's just—is is Carmen a believer, or? Yeah, she's a believer. Okay, and and she's in the hospital right now. Yeah, she's in the hospital since since Sunday, and mm. it's tough. as the family is going through a lot, a lot, a lot of pain. Okay. Well, let's let's do this, Ricardo. Let's let let's pray, and I appreciate you calling in and. And just you know, giving us an opportunity to pray for Carmen. Thank Father, we just Father, we just 
we, I, I thank you for Ricardo. I thank you for his heart, for his friend. Uh, Lord, I, I uh, can just hear it in his voice, Lord, the weight that this is uh, for him and, and um, likely for many other fr- friends and family members. Lord, I just pray for a peace uh, for them to come over them right now. Lord, I just pray that you'd give them clarity as they, as they seek you. And as they intercede, and Lord, we do just lift up Carmen. We, first of all, we thank you that she's yours, that she knows you, uh, Lord. But uh, you know her circumstances. You you know all of the details and everything that's going on. And 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 Lord, we just pray uh, for a touch, Lord, that uh, that you would just come. And uh, Lord, if it needs to be something uh, supernatural, miraculous, all healing is in a sense, Lord. But uh, um, we just pray that she would receive that touch from you, that you would just comfort, that you would strengthen, that you would heal. Uh, Lord, that you would uh, not just heal physical wounds, but that you would heal uh, spiritual wounds and, and, and uh, uh, Lord, other factors, uh, Lord, that, uh, that contribute to this. Father, you, you know all things, and um, Lord, you know that uh, we know that uh, love, uh, as you say in your word, can, can cover a multitude of sins. And so we just pray that, that your supreme uh, agape love would just come upon this situation and uh, not just bringing physical healing, but bringing spiritual healing, Lord, that you would draw people to yourself uh, even through this, Lord. Uh, but we do lift up Carmen to you. We lift, lift her up to you right now. Um, we just pray that you would just work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Thank hey, I, you betcha. And, and you know, the, the beauty of this program is is that now, you know, folks have the opportunity all across the country to be praying for Carmen right alongside of you. So, I will appreciate it. I will appreciate it. Yep, and we'll continue praying and and do us a favor if you're able to uh, give us a call back uh, on the program, uh, maybe in a few days or whenever you have additional information, and 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 let us know uh, how things are going. I will. I will, okay. brother. Thank you. Appreciate All right. it. You betcha. God bless you, Ricardo. We're going to be be lifting you up. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, just keep uh, continue to keep Ricardo and Carmen uh, in your prayers, and uh, we just see what the Lord might want to do. Hey, uh, 303-690-3000, if you have a prayer request, as Car- Ricardo did, uh, we really appreciate you calling in and giving us an opportunity uh, to pray alongside of you. Uh, looks like we do have Danny uh, in Aurora, so let's go to, to Danny. Danny, uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Pastor Jason. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Good. What's uh, on your mind? So, uh, so something that uh, I've been struggling with, um, I guess every you know uh, holiday, this come you know every Christmas and Easter, this comes up. But um, and I and I want to preface this with you know I've been you know my wife and I have been earnestly seeking the Lord on this, um, and. Um, it, this continues to come up every year because it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is, is um, you know, um, well, I guess, you know, I, first of all, I don't want this to seem like a, you know, like I'm coming at anybody or anything like that. I, I'm just, I'm, it, it, it stresses me out, you know, because I, I feel like I read God's Word and it says one thing, and I feel like the Holy Spirit confirms, you know, in crazy ways, uh, what what we're hearing in the scriptures, and yet the church does, and um, and I'm I'm just I'm super confused because I feel 
so so essentially it's it's a, ce- a celebration or you know in the way that we celebrate mm-hmm. uh you know Christmas and Easter um and you know what's interesting is that uh, I, I find it crazy it boggles my mind that we have pastors who have, you know, studied the scriptures over and over and thoroughly and have masters of divinity and, you know, some some probably don't, but have studied the scriptures thoroughly. Um, and it, it boggles my mind how um, it's seemingly we uh, pastors overlook the, the fact that, you know, Jesus told, or sorry, not Jesus, but God uh, told uh, the Israelites that they shall not worship Him in the way that these other nations worshiped their gods. Mm-hmm. And yet we're taking the very things and the very names of these gods and applying them to our worship of Jesus, of God. Uh, for example, uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 12, and, and this is the thing, it, this is why it keeps coming up, is because, you know, this year, you know, I was like, I was really debating, like, well, you know, maybe we'll do the whole Easter egg hunt and and, and all that stuff, let the girls do that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but just in time, we're listening to the one-year Bible, uh, and the Lord brings up Deuteronomy 12. And, and... Uh, you know, it, I just it, and he's like, hey, you know, do not worship me in the way or with the things that these other nations worship their gods. And and I'm just like, okay, Lord, you know, you're you're saying this, but you know, yet your body is not obeying that, you know. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get that, you know. <laughs> and then on top of it. And I guess my point is, is saying, you know, in saying this, is that we have pastors who have studied the scriptures, and and know all these things, and it's almost like a pleasing of man, or simply, you know, tradition, just because it's been handed down. But yet, you know, or another another thing that I hear a lot is that, well, you know, you have the sacrifices that Paul talks about. The sacrifices mean nothing. Well, that's actually not comparable, because he's not yeah. talking about how you worship God. He's just talking about eating food. Yeah. And it, so so we have... Um, let me say this. I don't want to cut you off, uh, no, Danny, but um, we only have about three minutes before we have to go to a break. So now, so are you referencing Easter? I'm assuming you're maybe referencing Easter because of the, the timing of your call, or, or is there something else that, that uh, you're asking about? Right, it's both Easter and Christmas. Okay, yeah, and and I would say this, uh, you know, about that. First of all, uh, I think that there's a way that you can you can celebrate uh, Christmas and Easter uh, that is scriptural, and and there there is a way that you can celebrate it that is obviously very worldly. Um, You know, if at Christmas time you're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ uh, and His coming into the world, great. If if at Easter you're celebrating His death and and resurrection, uh, you would would be correct in in both of those things. Um, I think we've got to be careful, though, uh, when we 
we start getting into making the accusation, you know, that 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 Easter is is entirely pagan because the major problem uh, with associating, you know, Easter with a pagan goddess, for example, Istre or Yostra, is there's no evidence for that. People talk about it all the time, but there's actually no evidence. In fact, the only mention of that actually comes from an eighth century monk. Uh, he's, he's a guy, you can look him up, he's called the Venerable Bede, and so he wrote uh, Easter Monanath has a name which is now translated as Peshalmoth, which of course is associated uh, with the Passover. So I would suggest to you that, that, that we all should, everybody listening, should, should be careful because there's a lot, I've read all kinds of things out on the internet, you know, saying it's, uh, one, we know it's definitely not Ishtar. Uh, we know it's, uh, now there's, while some people assert that it's Yosemite, there's actually no evidence for that, so so we got to be careful as to to what conclusions we're actually coming from, and to make sure that there's evidence to support those conclusions. But aside from that, um, I would say, hey, you know, for me, Easter is not about bunnies. It's not about uh, eggs. If if someone wants to have an Easter egg hunt, you know, I have no problem with that. I'm not particularly in- interested in that. If they if they want to do the Easter bunny with their kids, you know, uh, I suppose that's between them. Uh, and and the Lord, but but I would just suggest you know the best thing to do is uh, at Easter celebrate the resurrection of Christ at at Christmas celebrate the birth of Christ and not only don't get caught up in the in the pagan traditions of it uh, if you if you believe that uh, that there are origins in that and like I said the evidence is is unfortunately kind of sparse for us to be able to draw that conclusion but also uh, don't get caught up in in the materialistic aspect aspect of it either um, you know because that's that's kind of a, a another sad side um, to a lot of these holidays as well so so I, I think rather than throwing the whole thing out uh, which I think would be an equally uh, grievous error I would say that let's let's make sure that we uh, that we celebrate the right way if you want to use Easter and resurrection and all these terms I I don't have a problem with that I think it's accurate I think that that's how our calendars and how people refer to it and there doesn't seem to be evidence uh, that suggests that that that's necessarily a problem, but but if uh, you know you want to go beyond that, well, then you need to really uh, kind of look at that and 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 why you're doing that. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. But <laughs> I, I I definitely uh, there's plenty of information on the internet. Yeah, that's uh, the problem. Including the etymology dictionary dot com. That's it's, the it's problem, but when you, words, right? But not, when you right, just just stop for a second, Danny. Just just stop for a second. Like I said, there's plenty of information on the internet, but when you go to scholarly sources, there is and and and, and you'll uh-huh. see there is no hard evidence that so the encyclopedic that encyclopedia is not. I, I'm uh, just saying that there is no that tells us about pagan history. When you go on, when you go the, and you begin cap, to the Catholic Encyclopedia tells us exactly where you asked me a question. Would you do you want the answer or or, or not? No, oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just. You're telling me. Well, no, I just no you keep interrupting. No, you keep interrupting me before I can finish my answer. So I, I think your mind's made up, and and what I'm telling you is, is that you'll find a lot of things on the internet, but when you begin to delve down in them, you see that there is no hard evidence that there was a goddess who was ever worshipped known as Yistra or Yostra. It's all speculation. And so people speculate... Asterisk is the Hebrew name for that goddess. And you can follow that 
by the study of that that name. Understand. Now, but we're getting anyway. Argue with you, but what I'm telling you is, is if you go, you can go to find in, all sorts of things online that'll say Easter is this and Easter is that. But if you start going to the more reputable res, uh, resources on there, you'll see that they all agree there is. They can't say it definitively. They can say there might be, but they can't say definitively. But even even if they do, that doesn't deny the reality that Jesus Christ was resurrected, crucified, and resurrected at the Passover. That's what we celebrate. So when you say the word Easter one time a year, that doesn't that doesn't bother you where that name comes from nope. or the concern no, because using a pagan goddess's name to celebrate Jesus Christ. It, it it doesn't bother me at all because scholars cannot definitively make the connection that you're asserting right now. And because <laughs> I heard that in common etymology is on our calendar for that holiday. So no, I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. All right, I've cool. spent... Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I see uh, what you're saying. I don't agree with you, and I don't think that the evidence supports what you're saying. Um, I believe that you believe it. I believe that there's a lot of people out there that, that believe it, but I've spent a lot of time on this. I, it, it comes up every year. I talk about it every year. So, right. so you know, so I mean... You, you I, ignore I, the, essentially the fact that, you know, the Catholics gave us these traditions, and they actually, you know, write and declare where these things came from in their encyclopedia. But yet, it's no, I'm not saying, a problem. I'm saying to, that I'm saying that there's more to it than what you're saying, and then I'm saying that there's a lot. We could have a two-hour conversation about this. You've you've just scratched the surface, unfortunately. Okay. Well, you're saying there's not. Yes, sir. I understand. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate okay. it. All right. Hey, Danny. God bless you, man. Hey, folks. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. If you want to join me uh, on the program here and. Uh, you know, I appreciate the appreciate the call from Danny. Uh, we see this, uh, unfortunately, sometimes. Uh, you know, we the question comes up often around Easter, and and I appreciate the heart uh, behind his question. He just wants to do what is right, and he wants to worship God um, in, in in a holy way. Uh, my encouragement to you, uh, to all listening, is is that uh, all kinds of people say all kinds of things on the internet. Uh, but when you start going to scholarly resources, uh, the connections uh, aren't sometimes what people support. And so you've got to dig into the, the sources behind that, not just that it's the Catholic Encyclopedia. Um, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with in the Catholic Encyclopedia. So uh, let's, uh, looks like we, uh, do we have, we lost Tony. Uh, let's go to Anna in uh, Northern Colorado. Anna, welcome to the program. Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I just had a prayer request. Um, a friend's, um, a really old friend's mother, uh, just uh, she just told me that her mother had, had a heart attack. So um, if we could just be lifting up prayers. Um, I, her nickname, I call her Rose. So, so yeah. Rose is the one who, who just had the heart attack then? Yes, this past, um, well, I got the text maybe 30, 30, 40 minutes ago, so I don't know when it happened, but I think it happened today, so. Okay, well, let's, I appreciate you calling in with that, Anna. Let's just pray for Rose right now. 
All right. Father, we just I thank you I thank you for Anna Colin and uh, I thank you for this information that she's aware of that now we're aware of and uh, uh, Lord we pray for Rose whether she's uh, assuming she's in uh, care uh, at this point in time Lord I just pray for her I pray for uh, her peace I pray for her healing uh, I pray uh, that uh, that she would know you if she doesn't know you I pray that you'd use this to bring uh, her to yourself and if she does Lord that you would just comfort her through this uh, I pray that you'd surround her uh, with the best people and the best of care. Lord, I pray that you would um, bring uh, comfort to to her family and to her friends and that you would just strengthen and, and encourage them, uh, just grow their faith. I pray that they would all know you. Uh, and if they don't, that as a result of this, that, uh, that you would just use this uh, in their lives to draw many people to yourself. Lord, uh, we know that you can work, that, that, that you can heal, and we just pray that you would just uh, do whatever you desire according to your will. And Lord, we know that in, in the lives of your children that, that uh, nothing is by accident and that all things will whether good or uh, even something like a heart attack, Lord, is working together for our good uh, because we are yours and we are the called according to your purpose. And so uh, we just lift up Rose now. Just pray that you be with her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, I, yeah, I appreciate you calling in, Anna. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. You as well. Hey, folks, if you want to join me on the program, 303 Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back. This is Jason Vanderveer here with you uh, on uh, Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. I want to mention this kind of as a follow-up as well uh, to... uh, to Danny, who called in earlier about Easter as well. Um, There's a good article uh, that you can check out uh, on a website I like. It's actually a local website that that is utilized uh, around the world, uh, gotquestions.org. They've got a great article that that I refer to every year uh, on the origins of Easter. And uh, they've got uh, a great quote in there uh, referring to, uh, to this monk Bede from the 8th century that I mentioned to Danny. Um, who is the only one who, in again, in the eighth century, mentions Easter uh, and uh, and and tied to this time and saying that it that it honors a goddess and and a feast. That's the the only quote, um, and uh, it, it comes from uh, from him, and that's it. Uh, they say in this article, which is really interesting, they say Yostre is not mentioned in any other ancient writing. We've no shrines, no altars, nothing to document the worship of Easter. Uh, it is uh, possible that that Bede extrapolated the name of the goddess uh, from the name of the month, actually, and then they go on to to talk about that. But uh, uh, as far as Ashtoreth, uh, Ashtoreth obviously was a pagan goddess who is worshipped, uh, but uh, the connection between Ashtoreth and Easter, uh, just because something sounds uh, similar, and again, you got to remember that that back in the original language, it didn't sound as uh, a, a, as similar. And I'd encourage you to go look at that as well. Uh, but just because something uh, sounds uh, similar doesn't necessarily uh, mean that uh, that they're connected. And in fact. 
effect, it's difficult to make that uh, connection. Um, but people do. They say all kinds of things uh, on the Internet. Uh, the Internet's kind of a double-edged sword. There's a lot of good information there, and there's a lot of incomplete uh, information on the Internet. And uh, so uh, my preference is uh, to make sure that, uh, that something's factual and verifiable uh, before I start uh, you know, making decisions about uh, the way that I want to handle things. Uh, and as I said, for me, it doesn't really matter because uh, I'm not doing the Easter Bunny and I'm not doing uh, eggs and all that. I'm celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which I know happened at that time. So it's uh, kind of a moot point, I think, for uh, a lot of Christians. And for other people who it isn't, um, there are uh, some other issues that, uh, namely, uh, they're surrendering to Jesus Christ that has a tendency to take care of all those things. But if someone has a conviction about these things and uh, you feel the Lord telling you to to uh, to cut all ties from that, then you know you need to listen to the Lord and what He's telling you uh, to do uh, in your life. And you know that's for Danny or or anyone else. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Jason Vanderveer here uh, with you on Calvary Live. Got a text uh, prayer request for uh, for the nation of Israel. I just returned uh, about a week and a half ago from uh, Israel, and uh, so fresh on my heart. Let's lift up the nation of Israel in prayer as this uh, uh, this text question asks us to do. Father, we do lift up uh, your people. We know that in your word we're called to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, we not only pray uh, for, for the peace uh, of, uh, of uh, the city where you put your temple and where uh, you placed your throne on earth and your name, uh, Lord, but we pray for the salvation of your chosen people. Uh, Lord, I, I want to lift up uh, many of my friends over there. I want to lift up uh, uh, Ronnie and Ron and uh, Danny and, uh, and, and Guy and uh, Naftali and uh, so many of our other, uh, Moshe and so many of our other friends uh, over uh, in Israel, Jonathan, uh, we do pray for their salvation, uh, those that are close, those uh, that are far. Lord, we pray as the Apostle Paul uh, writes in Romans that all Israel uh, would be saved, Lord, that uh, all believing Israel would come to you for their salvation, for their peace, uh, for their protection amidst all of the political, uh, all of the social turmoil, all of the fighting and and the shooting toward Gaza and the threats uh, all around. Lord, we just pray uh, for your protection uh, of your people. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So appreciate uh, that, uh, that prayer request. And uh, again, if you want to join us, uh, uh, if you want to join us on the air, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, that's the number to call. If you want to join me on the air, uh, love to have you join me, Jason Vanderveer here with you uh, on Calvary Live. And uh, hey, I'm just wondering, do we, uh, I think we lost uh, Tony, or do we still have Tony? Maybe uh, uh, our uh, our illustrious uh, board uh, operator Frank can let me know that. I don't want to leave Tony on hold, uh, but if we have Tony, uh, perhaps he can let me know that, uh, and we can uh, we can go to Tony uh, from uh, from Pennsylvania if we if we still have him. Three hundred three six nine zero. 3,000, 303-690-3,000. I want to invite you out to Calvary Chapel uh, in Parker this coming, well, tomorrow night, actually, is the next opportunity that you can join us. Uh, we'll be continuing in the book of Joshua, chapters 9 and 10. Uh, that's Joshua, chapters 9 and 10, where we 
we really begin to now get into the the, the conquest of the land. And uh, we've seen the conquest already of Jericho, Ai, Bethel, the surrender, really, the, the we'll get into the surrender and the peace treaty of, of, of the people of Gibeon, and then we'll get into the uh, conquest of the southern portion, the southern half uh, of the land tomorrow night. As I said, Joshua chapters 9 and 10, uh, you won't want to miss that study. And then if you want to join us uh, on Sunday morning, uh, we encourage you to join us uh, this coming Sunday as we continue in Genesis chapters 42 and 43, uh, looking at the, the life of Joseph. And uh, Genesis chapters 42 and 43, uh, the life of, of Joseph there. And, uh, and we'll be getting specifically uh, into uh, Joseph or the beginning uh, of his uh, reunification or his reunion uh, with his brothers. And so, um, you know, we want to uh, uh, want to just kind of give you a heads up about that. And uh, and just encourage you to uh, to join us for that. And uh, looks like we we don't have Tony, but it looks like we have uh, 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 Victor uh, is our our next caller. Victor and Littleton, welcome to the program. How are you, Pastor? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm okay. So uh, I called last week with a question about just uh, you know signs. Some people say they saw a sign from heaven. Some people uh-huh. say that they they felt the spirit. Um, and you recommended uh, looking in the Hebrews 11.1 1 for me and uh, said a prayer for me that actually meant a lot. Um, and I just wanted to let you know that uh, this weekend um, on Easter, I actually went to uh, Orchard Church in Brighton with my family, and uh, I took the leap. I gave my life over to the Lord, and I accepted <laughs> Jesus Christ into my heart. And uh, I just Praise wanted to Lord. let you know that you were a, a huge influence on that Um what you guys do and just listening to you on a daily basis really, really helped made me feel like I'm, I'm ready for it. So I do want to thank you for that. Well, this program is so great, and I'm not sure if I talked to you or if it was one of the other pastors, but but uh, um, the Lord is is very good, and I like what uh, what it says in the Scripture. You know, I planted, Apollos watered, God gave the increase, and there's there's one person that maybe plants a seed in your life, someone else comes along and waters it, uh, someone at, uh, you know, Orchard Christian in Brighton, then waters it a little bit further, gives an invitation, you give your life to Christ, the result is, is, that, uh, is that you're transformed. Uh, you're born again, as Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, and uh, you not only have uh, the most important hope, the hope of eternity, uh, but uh, but you have abundant life in Christ in this life, uh, walking with the Lord. So I, I, I'm excited uh, for you, and I, I just appreciate you calling. Uh, what a great time. Easter, you know, what a great time uh, when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ to give your life to Christ. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be ingrained in my memory forever. So you, I, you, I just really thank all of you for what you do. Well, um, I, and I do all have of a our. Question, though. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so since then, a lot of people have recommended, and excuse my uh, ignorance in, in all this, um, they've recommended a NIV or an NIV Bible. Okay. And I was just wondering what the significance of that is, if there's a difference between just a regular King James or if they're similar. 
Yeah. Uh, just a little more information on that. Well, that's a good question, and I'm sure a lot of people have a similar question. Let's talk about Bible translations. There's quite a few different English Bible translations. Um, the King James, the old King James, is uh, obviously one of the earliest. It goes back to 1611, uh, and and the the king by that name, King King James, being the one uh, who who commissioned it. Uh, but uh, there are obviously some more modern translations uh, of the Bible. The New King James is a very uh, good modern translation of the Bible. Uh, the NIV, uh, which stands for a New International Version, uh, is also uh, another mo relatively modern translation uh, of the Bible. Uh, I don't have a problem with the NIV. I do not like the TNIV. Uh, uh, we don't have time to get into it, but the TNIV, I think it stands for today's NIV, uh, is a more recent version. It's like a gender neutral and all sorts of other issues uh, with, with the TNIV, which is why I don't recommend it. But the, the standard NIV uh, is a very good translation. Uh, my favorite translations uh, would be probably the New King James or the uh, ESV, the English Standard Version, or some people also like the NLT, which is the New Living Translation. All of these Bibles are going to be relatively similar. In other words, the 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 the, the verses, the the texts are being translated from from one of two usually groups of texts, which are are very similar in nature. So you're going to get the same. It's just going to become uh, you know what you prefer in terms of the style of it. And I, I would say the best translation for you to use is the translation that your pastor uses in your church. So because that's going to make it the easiest for you to follow along. So if, you're, if your pastor's using an NIV translation from the pulpit on Sunday mornings and at other times, uh, then, then you're probably going to want to spend the predominance of your time in the NIV just because it's going to make it easiest to prepare for upcoming messages and, and, and to follow along. If your pastor's using New King James or the NLT or something else, uh, then, you know, obviously, correspondingly, uh, you, would, you would want to, to choose that. They're all equally good. They're, they're the philosophy of translation— uh, is kind of a deep subject. Uh, you have basically two kinds of translations. You have word for word or thought for thought. So the NIV tends to pursue more the thought for thought, uh, whereas uh, in New King James, you're they're striving a little bit more of a word for word type of translation. So that's obviously going to determine the way that the translation flows. Um, also, uh, another factor is the grade level that they're translating at. The NIV is translated at about a ninth grade level. Uh, so that's going to determine the vocabulary that they choose. And by the way, when I say a ninth grade level, that's not low. Uh, that's that's probably pretty average for a translation to choose uh, words at that particular uh, grade level. So, uh, you know, honestly, as layman's as possible, because half of this I've read, I've needed to Google afterwards. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, well, and, and, I, and I would suggest then that uh, that the NIV is a, is a good translation. I would suggest probably the, the NIV or the New King James. Uh, and the New King James, just hap I mentioned that because that happens to be uh, my preferred translation. Uh, both of them are going to be great. And both of them are, are basically taken from two different groups of texts, uh, which are both very similar but have in, in occasional spots a subtle variation. Uh, the NIV is taken from a group of texts uh, known as the Alexandrian texts. Uh, and uh, the uh, 
The New King James is uh, from the uh, majority text, uh, Byzantine, basically Byzantine text. So, uh, but that matters probably very little to you at this particular point. I throw that out there for other folks maybe listening uh, who might be interested in that. And I would say that if you want to go out and, and is there a particular reason that that uh, what, what do what church will you be going to and 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 what Bible are they using there? Well, so I'm not entirely positive with Orchard. I'm going to try to get there twice a month, but um, we're recently uh, going towards somewhere in Strasburg, and mm-hmm. I have yet to find a home church out okay. there. So, Yeah. Well, in, in the meantime, I think the NIV would be a good option for you, or the New King James, and I would just find, you know, a, a, a good Bible. There's uh, even a good study Bible. Um, one that I can recommend for you uh, is the uh, Word for Today study Bible. And the nice thing about the Word for Today's Study Bible is, is that, um, and this goes along with what you were saying a moment ago, is, is that you can read a passage, and all around that passage are notes about the passage. There's introductions to the book that help you understand the book and the and the context and the time it was written and who who was the human author that God used to write that book. And then there'll be different notes uh, about uh, different verses uh, in their explanations of words. And so uh, I would encourage you to start with with a study Bible, and I would recommend if you have a pen and paper, write this down. Uh, it's the Word for Today, uh, the Word for Today uh, study Bible, and uh, pick up a copy of that. It comes right now. I think uh, it might come in other translations. I think it might only be, though, in New King James, but you can check. Um, but uh, but you'll be very happy uh, with that. And then, you know, if you find that you want another Bible later on to read in church to follow along with your pastor, then by all means, uh, you know, do that as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. Hey, you guys are killing it, and I, I just really appreciate it, and I look forward to listening to you um, from here on out. So have well, a good day, and thank you again. You bet, and I appreciate you calling and uh, just sharing your story with us. Uh, great news. All right. You have a good one, Pastor. God bless you, Victor. Hey, let's go to Ryan in Lakewood. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hi, Ryan. Are you there? We might have lost Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Okay, uh, looks like we might have lost Ryan. Ryan, if you're there, give us a call back. If we lost you, 303 uh, Let me try that again. 303 is the number to call. Let's go to James in Greenwood Village. James, welcome to the program. Thanks for waiting. Yes, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Hey, um, I just had a quick question. Um, after the rapture, what, uh, what takes place? Okay. Um, and by what takes place, uh, are you referring to on earth or in heaven or both or? Yeah, um, both. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's all right. Let's, then let's take kind of a, an overview of events following the rapture. So, so first Thessalonians, first of all, when we talk about the rapture of the church, let, let me back up a little bit. You obviously know, uh, what, what we're talking about in case there's anybody listening that doesn't. A rapture comes, uh, from a Latin word, rapturus, which comes from the Greek word in the New Testament, harpazo, which means to be caught up. And in first Thessalonians chapter four, uh, it tells us how we'll be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So that's the rapture rapture of the church. That's the next thing prophetically that we as believers uh, expect. 
any day, any, any minute. I mean, uh, you know, it could be in a hundred minutes, a hundred seconds, or a hundred years. We don't really know. But looking at at at, uh, at at the way things are going, it seems to be uh, imminent and very soon that the church will be caught up uh, to meet the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the air. So, what happens after the church is raptured? Well, let's talk spiritually, and then we can talk on earth. At the at the rapture, also begins what is known as the resurrection, or specifically the first resurrection. Um, it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Well, we know from 2 Corinthians uh, that the soul and the spirit of the dead has gone to be with the Lord. So when it talks about the dead in Christ rising, it's speaking of what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15, which is the beginning of the resurrection of the body the transformation of this physical body in which they will uh, believers will live out eternity. So if we are among those who are raptured, uh, we also at that time receive our resurrected bodies. If we're among those who have died in Christ, our spirit and soul is with the Lord and we receive our resurrected body uh, at the rapture of the church. Now, uh, we see then uh, at the rapture of the church uh, that there are some spiritual things that take place uh, in heaven. There is the, the the judgment seat of Christ, which Paul also talks about in Corinthians, where believers are not judged for salvation, but they're judged based on their faithfulness with what they have done, with what the Lord has given them. It's a judgment of rewards. We see that there is also uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb that takes place, uh, but uh, we also see the the unfolding of the, the seals, the bowls, and the trumpet judgments in the book of Revelation, uh, which bring about the events of the latter part of the Great Tribulation. So the rapture takes place prior to a seven-year period on earth uh, known as the Tribulation. The first three and a half years are relatively uneventful um, because there is this false peace brought about by the Messiah, the rebuilding of the temple uh, in Jerusalem, and, uh, you know, people lock arms and they sing, We Are the World. You know, it's, it's going to be a, a false time of peace and glory, but in the midst of that, in the middle of that, uh, we know from Daniel in the book of Revelation, that uh, the Antichrist goes in, sets up the abomination of desolation, demands to be worshipped. You have uh, the judgments that are poured out from heaven during the last three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, you have the famous mark of the beast that falls in that time. And so what you have is you have some people come to Christ during the great tribulation on earth. Uh, some of them are martyred. Uh, some of them actually survive the great tribulation. Uh, many people who don't come to Christ don't survive the Great Tribulation. Some people who don't come to Christ also uh, do survive the Tribulation. And then at the end of the Tribulation period, Jesus Christ physically returns to earth. Uh, the prophet Zechariah says that he sets foot on the Mount of Olives. It splits in two from east to west. Uh, he yeah, he, we, we see in Jesus, Matthew 24, 25, uh, returns. He, he, he judges the judgment of the sheep and the goats. In other words, he's separating those who come out of the tribulation period, uh, believers and unbelievers, believers entering into the millennium, unbelievers going to await judgment. So those believers that survive the great tribulation populating the earth during the millennial reign, believers, as we see in Revelation 
uh, 21 there, are ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ for a literal thousand-year period where he rules and reigns on earth. Satan is bound, we know also from Revelation 21, uh, during that period of time he's, he's uh, uh, bound there, and so he will be loosed at the end of the thousand-year reign. He'll lead one final rebellion uh, of those toward the, well, at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, uh, he'll be dealt with, and and then we see as Peter and John talk about uh, Peter in, in, in his second epistle, John, uh, in the book of Revelation, talk about uh, heaven and earth. Uh, pass away and the new heaven, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, which which we would call the final aspect of the eternal state. Um, what some would are really thinking of when they talk about heaven, and uh, so that's kind of a broad overview, you know, from maybe thirty thousand feet. But I hope that that answers your question. Oh yes, yes, thank you, thank you so much. You bet, you bet. Any specifics on that that I didn't uh, clarify for you, or? Uh, no, I'm just going to have to look into it a little bit more. There's a whole bunch right there. So, like, <laughs> you, like you were saying, we could probably go for hours and hours. I just would like to, uh, I'd like to just say a prayer for everybody real quick, if I could. Yeah, please do. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just ask and we just thank for you. We, we thank you, Lord. We just want you to just um, open our hearts, Lord. Give us the courage that we could love you the way that you love us, Lord, that we can just find you, or you could find us, Lord, and uh, just watch over the radio station and mm -hmm. all the churches. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I appreciate uh, you calling, James. Uh, I would uh, let you know as well, if you'd like, you're welcome to go to, uh, I sent uh, one of our previous uh, listeners as well uh, there. You can go to calvarychapelparker.com. Uh, you can mm -hmm. catch our, our most recent study, uh, audio or video, through the book of Revelation, uh, also uh, through the book of Daniel, particularly the ninth chapter. And then I would recommend uh, the books of First and Second Thessalonians. And then, of course, I mentioned 1 Corinthians 15, uh, dealing with the resurrection. So uh, those would be great passages. You can go and, and uh, watch some messages on. I'd also recommend a, a single-volume commentary uh, to mm -hmm. you. And uh, the commentary that, that I, I really like in single-volume form, a great place to start is the Believer's Bible Commentary. Uh, Believer's okay. Bible Commentary by William MacDonald. And, uh, and you could go to any of these passages and, and then read more in that. Okay? Thank you so much. You bet. You appreciate your call, James. God bless you. Let's bless go. You yep, take care. Let's go to Bill in Denver. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, Bill, you there? No, Bill. Let's go to Michael. Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. How are you, sir? Hi, is this Bill or is this Michael? This is Michael. Ah, Michael, welcome to the program. How are you? Uh, doing okay. What's on your mind? I've grown, I've, grown, I've grown complacent in my Christian walk, Pastor, and I'm just, uh, it was, I've come to realize that the last few days, and I heard something about, about the Apostle Paul from one of the uh, pastors on Grace Radio. They were talking about him today in preaching, mm -hmm. and uh, they said that Paul was not a natural was not a natural orator uh, a natural speaker mm -hmm. it take took great boldness for him to open his mouth and to 
to witness about the Lord and to teach about what he knew about the Lord and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's got, uh, it's just got me thinking, that's all. And I just, I need some prayer. Yeah, you know, that's exactly right. Paul says, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech and, 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 and so forth. In other words, he wasn't this, this great orator, but, uh, uh, but he came in, in, in the power of God. And uh, I appreciate you calling and, and being honest, Michael, and, and just saying, hey, you know, uh, uh, I'm at a place, uh, but I could be at a, be- at a better place in my walk. And uh, let's pray for that. Hey, I'm ready. <laughs> Father, we lift up Michael to you. I just thank thank you for him. I thank you for his call, uh, Lord. We, uh, Lord, I can identify. Lord, we 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 uh, sometimes get to a place where, um, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the cares of this world can kind of come in and begin to choke out the fruitfulness uh, of our love and our relationship with you. And so, uh, Lord, we just pray. I just pray uh, that uh, uh, that these things would be forsaken, put aside. I pray that you'd give Michael strength and, and just help him to be able to move on uh, from these things, that they wouldn't have any kind of hold on him, uh, Lord, but that uh, that you would just refresh and renew and and restore him in his relationship with you from this very moment forward. And Lord, we just thank you that when we realize these things that uh, that we can immediately just push them aside and move forward. We don't have some sort of waiting period. Uh, we don't have some sort of probationary period. Uh, Lord, y- you can change things in an instant. I pray right now, Lord, that, that you would just reignite that fire in Michael's heart, uh, in all of our hearts, Lord, just uh, uh, just light a, a deep and burning fire for you and for the things of you. And, and in terms of our love for you and our fruitfulness, we pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit in his life and, and your gifts upon his life that you You'd use him in a mighty way. Uh, we pray that your love would just flow so freely uh, from him and, 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 and from all of us, Lord, uh, that, that, that that zeal uh, of the Lord would be burning in, in him and would not go out. And so, Lord, we just pray uh, while we cannot do these things, while we cannot uh, make them happen, uh, you can uh, by your spirit. And so uh, I just pray uh, for Michael that you just be with him, strengthen him, uh, encourage him, and I pray that the joy of the Lord would be his strength in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let me say a quick prayer for you, Pastor. Thank you. Please do. And for all the other pastors, too. Thank you. Father, I just thank you for uh, uh, Grace Radio and Calvary Live. And I looked up Pastor here. What's Pastor? I I came in late, so I don't know who I'm talking to. And I'm Jason. Jason. Pastor Jason. And, and, And all the rest of the pastors that get on Calvary Live, Lord. And give the and give the godly wisdom that they that people call in for. Amen. I pray God for them right now, and I just pray God that you would we help them, Father God, to be with. And we've got to we've got to unfortunately leave it there, uh, Michael. I appreciate it, folks. Thanks for listening to Calvary Live today. We'll be back tomorrow. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live. Thanks for listening. God bless and good night to all of you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.